Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and today we're diving into the anxious avoidant trap. What happens when An anxiously attached person is attracted to an avoidantly attached person. I've talked about this um, on the podcast in the past. So this is just going to be a little bit deeper look at it. And I'm going to actually focus on conflict and what happens when the anxious avoidant couple go through conflict and what that looks like. So I just want to acknowledge that if you have been in this dance, it's painful. And if you're listening to this and you're you're saying, oh my gosh, that sounds like me, I just want you to know I'm sending you so much support. And I want to start off by saying we can always move towards secure attachment. As individuals, as couples, There is that ability to move towards secure attachment. Sometimes you'll see differing opinions in research. There are some texts out there that really say, nope, your attachment style is your attachment style. 
However, my work on myself, my own research, and the transformations of the women that I help clearly show that people always can move towards secure attachment. You know, none of us are ever going to be 100% securely attached all the time, but you can always learn to spend more and more time in a securely attached place. So I just want to preface that in case you're listening to this and it brings up feelings of, I don't know, hope, like hopelessness. I would not want you to feel that. Please know there's hope. You can always move towards secure attachment. All right. So let's talk about this couple. And here's what I want you to know. Your attachment system is biological. This is your survival mechanism in relationships. It's your brain's way of telling you how to be, what behaviors you need, what to think. It's it's essentially your internal model of what a relationship is. And it is biological. There's um, fight or flight response that is programmed that your brain has some sort of trigger from a partner or from a scenario. And then boom, it goes into whatever it has been programmed to do. Your attachment system takes over. So so that's why so many people will feel like I logically know what a healthy relationship is like. Logically, I know that I should date emotionally available people. But then why is it that emotionally or unconsciously, I am attracted to the same kinds of relationships over and over, no matter how hard I try. And you'll oftentimes hear researchers talk about how with an anxious attachment style, um, you could be in a room of 100 people and your brain is going to find the one avoidantly attached person. You have a biological draw to the avoidantly attached person when you have anxious attachment and it's vice versa. You have a biological pull to be interested in anxiously attached folks when you have an avoidant attachment style. And I I think sometimes people underestimate this and they'll they'll say, oh, no, this person's different this time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But nope. (laughs) Until you become aware, until you intentionally move towards secure attachment, your attachment system is going to run your decisions in dating. That's just how it is. So let's talk about this a little bit more. If you're anxiously attached, you are attracted to the emotionally unavailable person. And there's a lot of fear. And the the interesting thing is, though, that while avoidant attachment um, also has fear, 
it looks a lot different. Instead of fear of abandonment, it's fear of losing themselves. It's fear of not being able to maintain their independence. But what I want you to realize is that you you might say like, oh, well, the avoidantly attached folks are emotionally unavailable. True. And anxiously attached folks are also emotionally unavailable. It just looks different. Right? So whether it's the strategy of clinging and that fear of abandonment that comes from anxious attachment, or it's a strategy of distancing and avoiding that comes from avoidant attachment, both are essentially blocking real, true intimacy. They just have different ways of doing it. And whether or not anxiously attached folks realize it, most often they have a fear of being deeply known and being seen. And at at the core, they also have a fear of rejection. They'll focus so much on their partner and their partner's needs and who their partner is that they will oftentimes become a chameleon in the relationship and then they protect themselves from being truly truly vulnerable and truly emotionally available by just focusing on the partner and and prioritizing the partner's needs so there's a little bit of background there on the anxious avoidant attachment dynamic some other things i want to note and for for some of you this might be a review Think about this. The anxiously attached person believes that they need to earn love, that they need to earn the relationship, that relationships are hard work, that you have to show up, you have to do everything right, you have to get the person to want to be with you, right? That's the that's the template. And the avoidantly attached person believes that people will expect too much from them, that relationships will infringe on their freedom, that they'll likely lose themselves in a relationship. So the beliefs of the anxiously attached person and the beliefs of the avoidantly attached person, what they both know to be true about relationships, matches up. And then you develop this magnetic pull And oftentimes what happens is that both people are also repeating repetition compulsion. They're also reenacting their childhood wounds, both of them unconsciously hoping for a different outcome this time around. And the reality is, is that unless they both work on becoming more securely attached and creating a securely attached dynamic. Unless that happens, they will repeat wounding and they will only deepen the existing wounds that they have in relationships. And I have whole episodes on repetition compulsion if you want to understand that more deeply. But let's talk about conflict. This has been fascinating me. Uh, Lately, I've been reading some articles on it. 
And I just want to go into it a little bit. So with anxious and avoidant dynamics, the conflict can become never ending. (laughs) It can be constant and it can become so wounding because the attachment wounds are being reenacted in conflict. So what ends up happening is that you have two people who are on opposite ends of the spectrum. And we have the anxiously attached person who is saying, hey, I just need you to be here and reassure me. And that's how I'll calm down. And then you have the avoidantly attached person saying, well, hey, if you would just calm down and stop attacking me, then I would be able to be here for you. Right? So they develop this loop of very painful conflict interactions. And what's really interesting about avoidant anxious dynamics is that their conflict gets triggered the closer they become. The more intimacy, the the farther along the relationship is. Um, so usually at times when the connection is deepening, that's when conflict is going to come up the most. We see this when the couple decides to move in together or um, right after an engagement or even a six-month anniversary and a beautiful dinner out. What ends up happening is that increased intimacy and the closeness is very, very triggering to the anxious avoidant couple. And what what ends up happening is that from the avoidant perspective, they are struggling with communicating what's going on for them internally. They're struggling with sharing their thoughts, their emotions. They may struggle to be aware of what their boundaries are. And they also have beliefs that if they set boundaries, the person will leave them, right? Or the relationship will end or that there will be so much emotion and they won't be able to handle the reaction of the anxiously attached person. So what do they do? They distance some of them, depending on where they are on the avoidantly attached spectrum. They might even emotionally dissociate. They may simply freeze and disconnect from the present. Um, The avoidantly attached person may become rigid and resentful. Um, They may start to feel that they are trapped. Um, And I, I think another thing is that if it's very unhealthy, they may even begin to gas gaslight their partner, such as invalidating their partner, right? Making their partner feel like what they're saying is crazy. As I've said, this is all on a spectrum. Um, but the avoidantly attached person is really struggling with, okay, how do I handle emotions? And likely this came from their childhood 
of not having the models of how to do it in a healthy way. Or they had parents who anytime they were struggling, the parents said, don't cry, you know, or don't, don't be upset. So they had very invalidating childhoods. Um, Now let's talk about the anxiously attached person. So the anxiously attached person in conflict is they are feeling as though they're not being heard. They are feeling as though um, they need they need their experience to be understood. And typically an anxiously attached person as part of their attachment system and survival mechanism, they learn to turn up the volume on emotions, to hyper tune in to what people are feeling. Whereas the avoidantly attached person learn to turn the volume down and to distance from emotion, anxious learned to amplify, right? And you can see how these two people in conflict, it can become very challenging. What what can happen with anxious attachment is really getting into um, emotional over, I, I want to call it amplified, um, sort of over expressing and this can happen from their struggles with being able to regulate their own emotions, of being able to self-soothe and offer themselves support. And and they can be placing their support needs onto their partner and exclusively onto the partner. So what happens is that both of these people the anxiously attached person, the avoidantly attached person, um, they have this repetition of childhood wounds. It's likely that when you talk with this couple, they remind each other of someone, right? They remind each other of either an earlier relationship or a childhood um, dynamic. And until the internal work is done, they'll continue to repeat these wounds and they'll continue to not go anywhere in their conflict. Their conflict will not be helpful. So I want to give you some tips on what you can do. From the avoidant side, one of the best pieces of work you can do is start to learn how to tune in to yourself and how to start to understand your emotional experience and to gradually work on expressing yourself and to work on setting boundaries and releasing any beliefs around, okay, if I set boundaries, the relationship's not going to work or or the person's going to leave me. So you want to start building beliefs that, hey, I can honor my needs and I can show up in a relationship. I can set boundaries and I can have intimacy. So these are some of the core pieces of work for the avoidantly attached person. For the anxiously attached person, one of the best things you can do is start with a ton of self-compassion and to start really acknowledging that your amplified emotions and your fear response in conflict came out of survival from earlier times in your life 
And in those moments, you can practice soothing yourself, really supporting yourself as best as you can. You can use mindfulness, self-compassion for this. You can use journaling, but doing your best to help regulate your emotions yourself, right? And of course, this takes time, what I'm talking about here. And what's really beautiful is that I've seen couples work on this and here's couples who work on it and actually have resolution. They do a few things. They take ownership of their own attachment needs and strategies. So they work on understanding why they are doing what they are doing. They both take responsibility for the ongoing work of the relationship. And they're both willing to experiment with new ways of being. And they both learn how to become tuned in to one another and they get very curious about what each other need to help the relationship function better. So both both partners, what they need to realize is that there is capacity to have safety, to have intimacy, to have closeness that is not associated with fear. Whether it's anxious attachment or avoidant attachment, both of those strategies are coming from a fear place. And the growing edge is to say, well, I can have intimacy and closeness and fear does not even have to be part of the equation. I can learn how to show up securely attached and let go of the fear. Okay, this was a great episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I know that there's so many of you that listen who love attachment theory as much as I do. So I'm happy you're here. And of course, you know that if you're really ready to do this work and you want to move towards secure attachment, that is why I created the Empowered Secure Loved Program. Would love to have you and be your coach. You can use the link in my Instagram bio or the link in the show notes and you can apply to the program. The spots are limited, um, but if you're ready and you don't want to put this off, I honestly don't know any other program like ours that combines everything from uh, NLP to attachment theory work to restructuring your belief system to mindfulness, self-compassion. It really truly is a framework to help you become that securely attached version of you. And we've helped hundreds of women at this point. And I, I love seeing the transformations. It's the thing that keeps me going. So if you're ready, I would love to have you inside of the program. Make sure you go apply today. All right. And you know, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, 
And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.